My name is Mickey Lee, a senior analyst here at SourceOne, and I want to talk to you about sustainable business practices for your supply chain. Before we can get there, though, we need to talk about what makes a business practice sustainable. Essentially, a sustainable business practice is one that is designed to protect the environment and ensure both the world and its workers' ecological diversity and health in perpetuity. Supply chain departments around the world have been very successful in implementing environmentally friendly business practices. And to get a better idea of what your company can implement, I wanted to walk you through some project examples um, that have been conducted by some of the largest companies in the world. This first example is courtesy of a large international packaging company whose products are probably stuffed into your office refrigerator as we speak. They are one of the world's largest purchaser of timber and pulp and in an environmentally focused move, wanted to ensure that its entire timber and pulp supply were harvested from sustainable forests, including plantations. With the help of its critical suppliers, the packaging company developed criteria to define what sustainable forests included and incorporated rules to determine culturally significant areas within those forests that would not harvest. These rules also identified a balance between environmental need and supply need. In this example, a large chocolate manufacturer with a presence in every continent except Antarctica wanted to take advantage of local producers for its manufacturing operations in a certain country. Its supply chain team identified 70 local manufacturers of goods and materials the company was currently supporting. The chocolate manufacturer then developed a program for those 70 local manufacturers designed to increase their efficiencies to satisfy the greater demand while also improving their practices to reduce their individual ecological impact. Another area where supply chain can implement sustainable practices is in the improvement of company facilities. A large electronics manufacturer, one with a huge global presence in all areas of consumer devices, worked with its suppliers to reduce waste materials in its packaging of all incoming materials. It then turned around and began an intensive recycling program that reused or converted 98% of its waste products into usable packaging for outgoing products. In a far more in-depth facility improvement project, an electronics manufacturer with large suppliers located in tropical locations began working with suppliers to improve the efficiency and carbon footprints of their factories and facilities. After in-depth research and discussion with engineers, architects, and environmental experts, they began an innovative set of renovations to facilities and environment-focused construction projects. They thickened the walls of the factories for better insulations against the heat, implemented radiant flooring where cold water was cycled through the floors, and retrofitted windows that allowed for sunlight to pass but blocked heat-causing UV rays. New facilities built these specifications produced a 45% savings over those buildings built in the, in the traditional fashion. A third way that supply chains can become sustainable is by focusing on human elements and improving the livelihood of employees and facilities across the globe. While you may be familiar with blood diamonds and other conflict gems that come from war-torn nations, conflict minerals are a lesser known but very real problem. Specialty minerals required for the production of circuit boards, resistors, capacitors, and other electronic components are often found in conflict-rich areas. In this example, two global manufacturers of microprocessors and electronic circuitry independently worked to identify which materials come from conflict-rich zones and which companies and mines were inflicting human rights abuses. They then eliminated these suppliers and materials sourced from those nations 
from their supply chain under the idea that lower demand and lower profits would make the resource less attractive to those interested in inflicting human rights violations. In our final case study, we look at an apparel manufacturer with operations in many traditional low-cost countries. Seeing employees concerned in human rights violations often addressed ineffectively through a process of independent audit and discovery followed by a formal report by other businesses in the region. This manufacturer took a strong, a proactive approach. Every facility was thoroughly audited and researched, and those facilities at a high risk for employee abuse became subject to a list of changes from immediate alterations in the management structure to the permanent staffing of clothing company representatives in the offending facilities. This was a case of action correction instead of passive reporting. In closing, as you work to make your own supply chain more sustainable, remember that any initiative designed to protect the environment and ensure either or both the planet and its workers promote sustainability in some way. So while installing recycle bins in the break rooms and swapping out incandescent bulbs for fluorescence, start working on the larger goal of sustainable sourcing, facility improvements, and improving human rights. And if you need any help, feel free to contact SourceOne, a multiple winner of Supply and Demand Chain Executives Green Supply Chain Award for our work in this area. Once again, I'm Mickey Lee from SourceOne Management Services, and thank you for